It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, this is Michael A. Davis coming before you in the behalf of Harvest Time Christian Church Broadcast. Well, we're back once again on this beautiful uh, Sunday morning. We pray and hope that you are having a lovely morning so far. Uh, those of you that are listening on demand, we thank you so much for listening. We pray and hope that you are sharing the Word of God. We here at Harvest Time Christian Church, we truly believe in word and worship. We here at Harvest Time, we believe in growing in the Word of God. And we just want to thank you all so much for listening. We pray and hope that you are sharing the Word of God. Well, if nothing else, we just want to thank you once again. And we just want to let you know, get your Bibles, call a friend or loved one. And now, let's get ready for the Word. Thank you, God, for the favor, God, that you've bestowed upon us. 
that we woke up this morning, God, with a mind on you, God, to come and serve you today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Some folks have lost their mind, God. They can't even think, God. Hallelujah, God. They don't know if they're coming or going. But we thank you today, God, for a mind like Christ in the name of Jesus. We come today to give you praise and to give you glory. God, we count it no small thing, God, that we're here today, that we got up this morning. Truly, God, it was a miracle that you woke us up, God, and sent us on our way in the name of Jesus. So we come to praise you, God. We come for no other reason, no shape or no form or no fashion. Just for you today, God, for truly we're holding this day as you have claimed it to be, God, the Sabbath, holy unto thee in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We just come to thank you. We come, God, to thank you, to thank you, God, and to draw even more strength from you, God, even more knowledge, more wisdom, and more understanding of this salvational walk in the name of Jesus. It is my prayer. You touch the very hearts of everyone listening today, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit being here. We'll let him rest, root, and abide in this house. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in this house. Have your way in the temples in this house, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we'll be mindful to give you praise, mindful to give you the glory that's due unto thee, God. As thy word go forth. I pray it prick the heart, God, of the listeners in the name of Jesus. And if there's just one sinner listening, God, I pray, God, that you save his soul in the name of Jesus and deliver him from the enemy in the name of Jesus. And everyone that has come before you and backslid, I pray a word, God, would touch their heart and bring them back, God, to where their first love was in the name of Jesus. And touch every saint of God today that's living the life. Not just talking the talk, but living the life. According to thy word. With a mindset like Christ Jesus. In his precious name. That you continue to encourage him in these last and evil times. So much is going on today, God. Can't get past one thing before another one happens. But God encourage your people today, God. To know that you still God. In the midst of turmoil and trouble. You're still God. The yes. same God. Yes. You're still the same God. Yes, Lord. That said you shall supply all of our need. Yes, You're the same God. That said you are shepherd and we shall not want. Yes. You're the same God. That said God you'll hide us yes. under your wing. And God that no plague shall come near us God. Yes, You're the same God. Yes, that told us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yes, You're the same God. That care for your people. Yes. You never change, God, and you never will. We thank you, Lord, yes. for your many blessings, yes. God. We thank you for caring thank so much God. about yes, us, God. loving us so much. Yes. Let the words, God, that come from me today come from you, God. Yes. Yes. And let them just come through me. Yes. Help teach today, Holy yes. Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Yes. None of me, God, and all of you, yes. as I get out of the way yes. and get in the way, yes. hallelujah. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. Amen. If you would, very quickly, let us turn to 1 Corinthians in the first chapter. 
Amen. first chapter of 1 Corinthians and the 10th verse. There's a problem in the house of God today that exists, existed then and exists now. Amen? Are you with me? 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. There is a problem in the church, uh, in the body of Christ, that was also in the body of Christ back then. Now the Bible says in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians in the first chapter, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all Speak the same thing. Selah. And that there be no divisions among you. See, because if you're speaking the same thing, there ain't no divisions among you. But that ye be perfectly, perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me of you. See, Paul writing them a letter because Paul didn't got this information back where he was, see, about how they were cutting up in Corinthians. And God is sending the same letter to the people of God today because they cutting up in the body of Christ. For it had been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Tilo, that there are contentions among you. There's some quarreling, some fussing, and fighting going on in the house. Now this I say that every one of you says, I am Paul. I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I of Christ. All y'all running around trying to pick out your favorite preacher. Everybody want to pick out a famous preacher. Everybody want to go to this church because he's famous. He's more Hollywood than the other preacher. This one performs better than that preacher performs. So I'm going to go to him because he really put on a show. Sitting back and waiting. He's going to get it in a minute, y'all. Just wait. Here he come. But Paul says, y'all out running around trying to run up in these churches with all these famous preachers. He says, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Was all those other preachers crucified for you? Are where ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus, Crispus, and Gaius. So, so Paul saying, in, in, in view of all this division in the assembly of God, huh, 
I do thank God that I baptize a very few of you. And he goes on to say, least any should say that I had baptized in my own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of a word, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Can you say amen? You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We're talking about today. Is Christ divided? Because Paul sent a letter to Corinth. And he says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hear me today, church. Hear the words of the Lord today. That ye all speak the same thing. You know why? We don't all up in God's house speak the same thing because we don't all have the mind of Christ. When we've all gotten the mind of Christ, we'll all speak the same thing. And when we all got the mind of Christ, there will be no division amongst us. Is Christ divided? Or is the same Jesus in me the same Jesus in you. Because if he's not, then there's division. Paul says this, that I beseech you, therefore, brother, that ye be perfectly joined together. He's talking about unity in the house of God. So much mess that it's division in God's house now, just like it was back in Corinth. She thinks she all let in that dress. You came to church for a fashion show? You divided. He shy, man. Look at you. You know, I don't really like folk tell me I'm shy. Because I didn't come here for you to evaluate the clothes I got on. Because your mind is divided. Man, it's a nice weave you got on. Where you get that weave? Where your mind at? Something else from the dictionary and from Webster. Divided, in case you didn't know. Divided. What does divided even mean? It means you separated. It means you 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 are apart. It means you have a different origin. 
And that means you got a difference of opinion. But I heard Paul say, I beseech you, brother, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we all speak the same thing. If you're not speaking the same thing, that means you don't have the same mind. And that means you're divided. Paul is talking about unity. In order to have a unity, there must be submission. What you mean, preacher? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Submission. It is the act of submitting yourself. Surrender. Being humbly, having a humble behavior. That means that you're obedient. That your obedience is subject to God. All of us, that makes unity. That means you're disciplined. Y'all need to listen real good to this one. Folk really don't know what discipline means. They got their own opinion of discipline. That's why you divide it. Discipline means training. Discipline means order. Order. Not out of order. You ain't talking to me. Well, keep listening. It means subject to laws. And also to punishment. We ain't like that one. Correction. And to chastisement. That's what discipline means. Amen. If we don't have submission and we don't have discipline, then we divide from Christ. And guess what? You can't be running around talking about I'm a Christian because Christ is not divided. Your attribute, your character does not line up. Well, what the Bible says, Jesus is. Ah, I'm going to teach today. Paul, he got this feedback. That's why you got 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. Because they were cutting up. He had to write several letters to them. But in this letter to the Corinthians, Paul is deeply disturbed. You know why? Because when he was there, they were doing one thing. And then when he left, he started hearing about other things. They had forgotten who they were or whose they were. So he was deeply disturbed that the Corinthians, the body of Christ, does not seem to understand the nature of the gospel as do some today that claim to be Christians do not understand the nature of the gospel and the need for discipline and submission to the authority of Christ and Paul and those like Paul who are Christ's apostles, teachers, preachers, evangelists, Prophets. 
But see, Paul, through various sources, had received reports of problems in the Corinthian church, which included, now don't think it, don't, don't be thinking, oh man, way back in that's what we're, no, no. The same thing he perceived is the same thing I perceive. Because it's the same spirit, it's the same mind. He perceived in the church, in the house of God as it is today, he perceived that there was jealousy among the Corinthians. Just like there's jealousy amongst the people of God in this day and time. He perceived that there were diversity, diverseness in the house of God. Sexual immortality in the house of God. And also a failure to discipline the members of the body of Christ. And many churches today also have to address many of the same problems. Hmm. Quiet in here. But because Satan has always endeavored to stir up strife among the body of Christ, and I'm not giving him no praise, and I'm not giving him no glory, but he's doing a good job. And the people of God are allowing him to do such that. It is his endeavor to stir up strife among the body of Christ. It is one of his chief devices against the gospel of Jesus Christ. When he can get your mind off Christ, when he can get you off focus, then he's done his due diligence. And that's his job. But our job is to rebuke the devil. I rebuke the thoughts of the devil and the ways of the devil and stay focused on Jesus Christ. See, the devil don't have no power. I read in my word, I don't know what kind of Bible you got, but I know my Bible tells me that when Jesus was crucified and was buried, he raised up again. And when the Bible said when he raised up again, the Bible said that he had all, not just power, but all power. Now all to me means there ain't nothing left. I don't know what it means to you, but to me it means there ain't nothing left. So the devil ain't got no power. That's what the Bible says. But see, he don't have no power, so his target is always the weak. Those who have a form of godliness, but without knowledge or power of who God really is. That's who we go after. That's who we go after the most. And that's why Paul left it up to the other ministers to baptize while he preached the gospel, which was a more useful work for Paul to do and called to do. You see, the enemy wants that person that's focused more on their job than they are on Jesus. 
folks set up in the house of God on Sunday thinking about Monday morning. Folks set up in the house of God thinking about those greens and cornbread they left on the stove. Folks setting up in the, setting up in the house of God thinking about what somebody done said to them that didn't sit right with them. Your mind ain't on Christ. That means you ain't doing what Paul said. One mind, one thought. When you come in the house of God, your focus, your mind should always be on Jesus. As a matter of fact, your mind ought to be on him all day long. Not just on Sunday and, and losing Monday morning. Oh, hold on. Let me back up. Some losing right out the church. Some, some lose them right when the benediction is over. They ain't even got out the house. Some can't wait till service is over so they can speak they sloppy mind to somebody. I see sloppy mind because that's gossip. Paul in verse 10 is calling for unity in the church. You want to know why there's so much devastation going on? Because the body of Christ is not united. You know why it ain't totally just gotten way out of hand? It's because there are some still praying and God can hear. Calling for unity. That's what Paul is telling the Corinthians. Come together. That's what God is telling the house today. Come together. Be of one mind. One spirit. And not division. See, they were favoring all of these different preachers. Each of them following their favorite preacher or leader. Watch out. Watch how the enemy just when you allow him, he just make a plum fool out of you. They all following all of their favorite preachers. Who hooped the best? Who put on the best show? Who gets my emotions stirred up the most? Not your spirit, but your emotions. And body, the exercise profits little. All of them going after their favorite preacher. Following right behind. And watch this. All of those favorite preachers, they all were speaking the same message. But somehow, they still found a way to be divided. Just like today. All preaching right from the gospel, right from the B-I-B-L-E. Right from the King James Version, International Version, New King James Version. But somehow, the house of God has still found a way to be divided. So Paul was trying to remind them to stop comparing messengers and to focus on the message and not the style of the messenger. But even today, there's more focus 
on the style of the messenger than he, that's the reason why folk be talking, he was getting down in that kid. Yes, sir, he got down today. What he preach? I don't know, but he was getting down. You were more focused on the style of the messenger than you were the word of God. Folks set up in some of these churches and they wait for the preacher to perform for them. You can tell because that's when they stand up. You don't hear no hallelujahs or thank you, Jesus, or preach, preacher, when he ain't got in tune. When he done tuned up, then it's on. And at the end of it all, they don't get anything. They came with nothing, and they left with nothing. I like that, even less. Because they were so focused on the messengers instead of the message. And that was an infraction in the church back then, and it's one in the church today. And it was destroying then what is destroying now. The unity in the house of God. The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And that's all the devil needs to divide some of the weak people in the church. Because they were not walking in the spirit in the first place. And you can tell who they are. Because they always allow the flesh to direct their behavior. No matter how long they've been in church, church has never been in them. And that makes them carnal-minded, which will always hinder their growth in the spirit. Amen? Folk been in the church 30 years, 20 years, and still don't have no focus. Somebody been in my notes. 30, 40 years still drinking milk. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to, no wonder you be hiding. You be up under the pew trying to suck on your bottle because you don't want nobody to see you. You don't want nobody to see you sucking on that bottle because you're 25 years old. Because you're 40. Because you're 60 years old still sucking a bottle. was trying to tell him even in in his message that you guys ought to be mature by now. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. Amen. Paul says that I, brethren, see, I, I could not, brethren. I, I wanted to, but I couldn't because I know what the Spirit of the Lord was showing me. So I had to be obedient to God. So Paul says, I, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. 
even as unto babes in Christ. I, I was looking out there and I saw a whole lot of grown up folk. But I could not deliver the word of God the way I should have been delivering it because you were carnal minded. So what I had to do, I had to feed you with milk and not with meat for hereunto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Can't give you this steak, you'll choke on it. If I chop it up, put some A1 on it, your system can't handle it. See, you can't take a baby, you know it. You can't take a baby, she got new, she got some new baby. You can't take a baby and chop up a steak and try to serve it to him. He don't have no teeth. And if he starts sucking on it and swallow, he's going to choke. And his system ain't ready for it. That's why you have to give him milk. Because that's what his system can handle. So Paul said, you grown folks, your system, you spiritually, mentally tired. I'm going to have to serve you this milk because you ain't ready for this meat. He said, for ye are yet carnal. Verse 3, for whereas there is among you envy, envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? In other words, you're supposed to be walking after the spirit, but yet you're still walking after the flesh. So I had no other choice but to kick the milk in and feed you milk. Because meat would have choked you out. Hmm. I had no other choice. So Paul here, he was trying to reprove the believers for their lack of maturity. They had lack of maturity in the faith because instead of growing in the faith, they had let themselves be diverted by the quarreling, and infractions between one another. Somebody in the head a problem with somebody the first Sunday and the second Sunday, they come back with the same thing. What you been doing all week? Where your prayer life at? Where your Bible studying at? Where your fasting at? That's why you got to be fed the milk. Because you're yet still holding things against one another. So Paul said, I, I could not even talk to them as he would to mature Christians. I had to speak to them in my letter as though they belong to this world. I had to speak to them as though they were some wine wine, some newborn babies in Christ. See, but understand Paul here. He wasn't accusing them of being carnal or worldly. Paul was saying that 
their behavior was sinful in comparison to a mature Christian. In other words, they say they say, but they acting like the world. They were acting like, and here's where we lose it as Christians. When you get around the world, you're not supposed to act like them. You're supposed to be drawing them to be like you. But they were acting like the world when they got around the world. And you know what? You can say what you want to say, but the proof is always in your actions. Where you are in your faith to God is always in your actions. You're going to be like Christ that you proclaim only when you're in the house of God. And then be like the world when you're amongst them. You can't eat off of two tables. It's either or with God. Because Christ is not divided. You know, Paul says, he says, you know what? Feeding you with milk. Then that would have been fine. If you were a newborn baby. But because it is naturally the thing to do and the thing to be expected is to feed a newborn baby with milk. But my God, it's very embarrassing at this stage of your salvation, of your Christian life, to be eating milk. With all them big old teeth in your mouth. Milk stands for elementary Christian. That's the level of a Christian on milk. Elementary. In the beginning of your salvation. And meat is for the advanced Christian. The seasoned Christian. The one that has been walking with God ever since he said, here I am, Lord. But some of us just won't grow up in Christ. Been in church for decades, which your actions show that you spiritually meant to retire. Because when a newborn baby is born, I know every mother in the house and every mother listening, they know good and daggone well if that child don't start growing. There's something wrong with him. He's two years old. He still ain't got no teeth in his mouth. He's 10 years old. I'm still changing his diaper. Just like you mothers can't wait for that baby to start eating some food. Just like you mothers can't wait to quit buying them pampers. Just like you mothers can't wait to quit buying all that expensive formula. Can't wait till you mature in Jesus Christ so that he can use you 
for the purpose he's called you for. Can't feed you no, no meat, Paul says, because you won't grow up. So I'm not able to feed you meat. I got to keep giving you this milk because you can't handle the meat. You're still influenced by the world. And your sinful desires are an indication of your mindset. That is worldly and not spiritual. If your mindset is still set like the world, then you have not yet let that mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. If your mindset is to do what the world would do in their trials and tribulations, then you divided, and Christ ain't divided, and Christ ain't in you. And the Holy Ghost, I believe that's a problem with most folks. They need the Holy Ghost. I'm sure of it, because the Holy Ghost is our helper. We need Holy Ghost focus. If you don't have that spiritual mind like Christ, then your mindset is just like the world and it's not spiritual. Your mindset is still full with jealousy. Your mindset is still full with quarreling. It's still filled with strife and envy and division. And that proves you're still an immature saint. Because instead of acting different from the world, instead of acting like Jesus Christ, you're still acting like the world, which entails that you are still immature. And you claiming this salvation through Christ, but your actions show difference. You continually to act like you don't even belong to the Lord. And you know what? You might just be right. It is a commandment of God that once you get saved, that you mature in Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, let this mind be in you. It's not something God's going to force on you. It's not something God's going to pump in you. It says, let. That means you're something you got to do. You was hungry enough to come to God. You was hungry enough to tell God you're you're tired of yourself. Well, you ought to be tired of acting like yourself and act like Jesus Christ. Because if you remain in that state, you're causing the immature, you're causing immaturity to divide you from Jesus and allowing the devil to use you to bring havoc on the body of Christ. And that's what's going on today. All of these Folk claiming to be Christians in the house of God are divided from Jesus. So they bring in havoc in the house of God. They're bringing the world in God's house. Now, we only want the world in the house of God for one reason, to save their souls. 
But they're bringing their, they're bringing their immaturity, they're bringing their ways up in the house of God. And the people of God are adapting to that. Because they don't have their focus on Jesus. They're doing the opposite of what Paul said. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that we all think the same thing. Because God is not divided. Amen? So, in my conclusion, as God had given me to give to you and to me, Wake up, church, and see things the way the Lord would see them. And hear things the way the Lord hears them. And speak the words of the Lord as the Holy Spirit will give you to say. Stop letting the devil use you to bring division on the body of Christ. Because Christ is not divided. So stop allowing the flesh to direct your behavior and walk by the spirit of Christ, you have claimed to become like. You say you saved. Then act like you saved. You say you delivered. Then let deliverance have its place. You say you a Christian. Then be like Jesus. You say you died and yet he lived. Then why you keep standing up? Lay down and stay down. Because Christ is not divided. And God is not pleased with his house having division. Amen? Give God a hand clap. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.